0: Hey Woodmont, this is week two uh, of the coronavirus series uh, coming to you virtually with the sermon. We're trying uh, in these uncertain times to get the messages out on Friday so that you can watch them uh, with your family um, sometime throughout the weekend, Sunday morning or Saturday or whenever you'd like to. Um, These are unprecedented times. We've never been through something like this before. And so we know that there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of anxiety and there's a lot of fear. And um, we had a conference call with our staff Wednesday morning. And that was a really surreal thing because all of us are in the ministry because we like to be around people and we like to serve people. And right now we can't do that. And so we're trying to be creative in terms of how we get the messages out, how we connect with each other. I know Zoom uh, is uh, um, a kind of a video conferencing platform. messaging system that we're using for staff meetings and for board meetings. And so that's something that if you have a small group, you might want to try. But, um, but we're all walking through this together. And, um, and so we want to keep this sermon series going on the Gospel of John and also give you some comfort and some encouragement as we continue to live uh, through these very um, anxious and uncertain times. And nobody likes uncertainty um, because we get used to our lives being a certain way. And so when that gets upended and thrown, uh, kind of thrown out, then we have to walk through this together and we have to figure this out together. Um, This sermon is going to be a little more homemade. I am uh, out of town, uh, about to head back to Nashville, but out of town like many of our families this week. And so I'm uh, recording this message and we will uh, we'll get it out to the congregation. Let me read our passage of scripture um, for this morning. Um, This is taken from uh, John's Gospel. We're continuing uh, continuing our our series through John's Gospel. Last week, Donovan and I talked about uh, John 15, how Jesus is the true vine, and we are the branches, and we need to try to stay uh, grounded and connected in Christ. And so today we're moving ahead to John 17. This is one of Jesus's uh, final prayers with his disciples. He says, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those Who will believe in me through their word that they may all be one as you father are in me and i am in you may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me the glory that you have given me i have given them so that they may be one as we are one i in them and you and me that they may become completely one so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. That's John 17, 20 to 23. And now I want to share one more passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that I think is very uh, relevant uh, during this time. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9. But we have this treasure in clay jars so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. I read an interesting article um, by Frank Bruni in The New York Times, and the basic claim of the article was uh, how the coronavirus uh, pandemic is so much more difficult than 9-11, and he gave some reasons why. If you remember back to 9-11, wherever you were, however old you were, uh, people were able to come together to worship, to embrace, to support each other, to love each other, to encourage each other. And that was reassuring in the face of the terrorist attacks that happened in uh, New York City and Washington and the, the plane that went down in Pennsylvania. Um, There was a lot of fear and uncertainty during that time, but at least we were able uh, to come together. What makes this more difficult is that there's still a lot of fear and anxiety and uncertainty, but we can't come together because we're being told that the the best way to slow the spread of COVID-19 down is to do social distancing. And um, if you think about it, the church is really usually about the opposite. We come together in community. We don't social distance, we embrace, uh, we pray together, we shake hands, we encourage each other. And so that's one of the main reasons uh, that this has been so difficult and continues to be difficult. Um, I'm a a fourth generation uh, minister in the Christian church. And one of the things that I love about the Christian church is our focus on Christian unity. That in a world that continues to divide Christians over politics and social issues and um, all other kinds of things. I think there's like 16,000 different denominations. In the Christian church, we try to bring everybody together and we try to honor the prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17, that all would be one so that the world might believe. And being one right now during these times means that we have to do the things that are being asked of us to try to slow down the spread of the coronavirus. And it feels like we're alone. It feels like we're by ourselves. It feels like we're, 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 you know, we're, we're doing this um, on our own, but we're not. We're actually doing this together, and we're doing it for the greater good of the community. We're doing it because we feel like this is what we need to do um, uh, to slow this down. And so um, I have uh, just a few uh, kind of basic messages that I want to share with you this morning uh, for this sermon. And, um, and I hope that they will speak to you and give you some encouragement and some comfort uh, during these uncertain times. Uh, we all know that, you know, that, that when fear and anxiety run high, Um, that's when we have to try to rely on our faith, but right now that's really challenging and everybody knows that because there's so much fear and anxiety, but we're trying to to continue to do our best to stay calm and to make it through this, uh, together. And so the first thing that I'd like to share is basically this, we're all in this together. Uh, We don't know what tomorrow or next week is going to bring. The news keeps changing daily. Uh, The news changes hourly, but the reality is we're all in this together. Um, We're all being called to do the same thing, regardless of whether we're young or old. And we know that that seniors are more at risk for this virus than than others. Uh, But we're all being called to do this together. And it feels really bizarre because we're isolated, but we're, we're in this together. And we have to basically live our lives one day at a time, just like Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, when he said, you know, why do you worry about your life? Um, He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will bring troubles of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. And so all we can really do is live this one hour, one day at a time, because the news is changing all the time and we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But we should find comfort in knowing that we're all in this together. And social distancing does not necessarily mean social isolation. We should still reach out to each other, we should still encourage each other, we should still love each other, we should check in on each other and and, and make sure that that we're not letting our social, physical social distance keep us from connecting. And We have an age now where we have all kinds of technology where we can connect even when we're apart and I think we need to continue to utilize that. I know if the church. We're going to continue to utilize that to keep uh, the church going and and to keep encouraging uh, everybody to press on. The second point that I'd like to make is that if there's anything that this unprecedented pandemic has taught us um, and is teaching us, it's that we take so many things in life for granted. And, And sometimes I'm convinced that we don't even know that we do that. Um, We take our health for granted until we don't have it. We take our families for granted. Um, And now we're getting, if you have a family, you're getting to spend a lot of time with them because you're having to be at home uh, and and with your spouse and with your children. And we want to reach out to those who are alone and by themselves, who don't have somebody to check in. That's where the church family is so valuable and so important. We take the functioning of our economic system for granted. Um, Everybody's watch the, the markets. And what we know is that our economic system is, is intertwined. There's so many things are, are, are built on other things. And, and so um, when one part has to shut down, it affects the next part, which affects the next part. And so sometimes we just take the functioning of our, our economic system and our jobs. We, we take that for granted um, until all of a sudden it's been disrupted like this. Um, we take the social aspect of church for granted. Being able to gather together in worship, being able to come to our small groups, hold a staff meeting, hold a board meeting, um, those connections that are so important for our spiritual and emotional well-being, uh, we take that for granted so many times, and we shouldn't do that. We take future plans for granted, um, looking forward to, um, you know, the leadership uh breakfast we were going to have with Susan Beaumont that we've now had to postpone until the fall. Um, you know, uh, parties and gatherings and all the things that, that we just, we plan in our lives and we look forward to so much of that is, is now being canceled because of what's going on. And so, um, so we, we then wonder, well, when will we get to, to, to live, uh, normal again? And right now we're having to adjust to a, to a new normal, but, uh, I've given a lot of thought, um, over the past few days to how many things in life we take for granted. And we shouldn't do that because um, these are all blessings and these are gifts. And then all of a sudden when we don't have them, we realize how much we miss them and how much we, how much we need them. The third message, the point that I want to make, um, is that it's during times like this that our faith is really put to the test, the ultimate test. Um, I've always said that the opposite of faith is not necessarily doubt. The opposite of faith is fear and anxiety. And right now there's a lot of fear and anxiety, which means we need more faith. We need more love. Um, But this is the time when we have to uh, basically sit back and, and do what we're being asked to do, but trust that things are going to be okay. Things are going to work out. Um, faith does not mean that everything works out the way that we planned for it to or thought that it would. This Nobody planned on this or expected this. But we must continue to hold on to our faith that things are going to be all right. At some point, we will get through this and we will get back to the life that we're used to. Um, but it takes faith in the midst of uncertain times. Um faith that that things are going to be okay, that that God still loves us, that we still love each other, that we're here for each other, um, that we should not just despair and throw our hands in the air. Um, And yet that's really difficult when people are having to go for many days or many weeks, um, social distancing and not being around the people that they know and love. Um, But we have to keep our faith. In Hebrews, it says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen. And so we have to continue to hope and to trust that we're going to get through this and that things will be okay, even though we don't understand um, why we have to go through something like this. I mean, we understand it from a medical perspective, but nobody in their wildest dreams would have imagined life being upended and changed the way that it has been uh, over the past, uh, the past few weeks. And, and, and here's the deal. We, we, we don't know, even with flattening the curve, we don't know how long this will last. We're continuing to just make the call at, at Woodmont at our church one week at a time. Um, but, but we don't know, uh, you know, how long it'll be. And so we're going to continue to update you every week and try to get messages and music um, and, and, and prayers uh, out to you every week. But we have to just take this one week and one day at a time. And we have to hold on to our faith, hold on to our trust that things are, uh, things are going to be okay. Um, this is when our faith gets put to the ultimate test. Um, there's really not anything magical that a, a pastor or a minister can say during times like this to make it all better. Um, other than going back to the basics of what we believe and what we know, but I have written down a couple of thoughts that I want to begin to close this message with of things that we can do uh, in the midst of this situation. These are practical things that, that will make a difference and 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 that that will also help us feel better as we as we do them. The first is that we need to reach out to the people that we know and love, the people that we usually get to see on a regular basis, especially if they are older. They're seniors, they are seniors, there might be parents or grandparents or people in our church who live alone, and just let them know that they're loved. That's what our staff talked about on Wednesday, is we want to reach out to as many people as we can to let them know that they are loved and that, that we're thinking about them. And if you have a need uh, of the church that we can realistically uh, you know, respond to right now, then let us know and, and we'll respond to it. Something else that we need to do is that we can use this as a time to try to be fully present with our families. Now, some of you, I know what you're thinking. I, I, okay, I've been fully present with my family for the last week or the last couple of weeks, but this is a time when we can say you know we need to be present with the people that we love the most. And if you're a parent with children, yes, you might need a break, but, but spend time playing with them and talking to them and you know watching movies and playing games and doing the things that sometimes we often don't have time for because we're so busy rushing around checking things off of our list. Something else I would say is don't watch the news constantly. Um, Turn the news on, see what's going on, and then turn it off for a while. Um, You can't watch the news all day long, can't watch the stock market all day long. Um, That's not necessarily healthy. So check in on it and and get informed, but then turn it off and do something else. Read a book, um, say a prayer, make a phone call. and so the spiritual disciplines, I think, are really important during times like this. Prayer, reading scripture. There's parts of John's gospel that we haven't been able to cover in the series. And so, um, so read, read parts of John's gospel. Those words are so comforting and, and assuring. Um, live it one day at a time. Take care of yourself mentally and emotionally. That might be easier said than done, but I think mental health is going to be very important during times like this uh, when we're all worried about the virus and trying not to spread the virus. We also have to make sure that we're taking care of our own mental health because too much stress and anxiety and fear uh, will take a huge toll on our mental well-being, our psychological well-being. We should show compassion to each other. We should be patient with each other. We should continue to love each other and try to live out what Paul identifies as the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are things that we can do during this uncertain time uh, to cope with what's going on. And we have to remember that prayer of Jesus when he prayed that all would be one so that the world might believe. We can still be one even as we go through this really... Uh, challenging time period by doing uh, the things that we're being asked to do and by continuing to love and check in on each other on a regular on a regular basis. I love the words of Saint Francis. Um, He wrote this prayer years ago and it's one of the most famous prayers in Christianity. This is what he says, he says, and we should really think about these words, um, Lord make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love, where there is injury, pardon, where there is doubt, faith, where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. I hope that we can live these words in the days and weeks ahead. And even though we don't know how long this will last, we're all trying to do our part right now to slow it down, to stop it from spreading, and yet to remain faithful to each other, faithful to God uh, in the meantime. Uh, we have to hold on to our faith. We have to hold on to our community in a in a much different way, and we have to reach out to the people who are lonely and who are scared, recognizing that all of us Uh, having points like that right now. And so we all need each other um, during this difficult time. Um, The church is here. And if there's anything that that we can do, please let us know. And we'll continue to send out the messages and resources and some music um, on a regular basis uh, and keep you updated. And like I said, we're just going to make the call one week at a time. Um, The Garden of Prayer is remains open so if you want to go to the church to reflect and pray the garden of Prayer is right between the sanctuary and the mansion that's an outdoor space that's a really peaceful setting so it's open on Sunday mornings it's open throughout the week and you can go there to pray and to reflect I'd like to close with a prayer and then uh, Andrew's going to share a song with us um, I hope that you are staying well that your family is doing okay and just know that your church loves you and cares about you and that we have to be here for each other. Let's pray. Loving God, uh, these are uh, challenging times. These are difficult times, but we're going to get through them. We trust that we're going to get through them. We have faith that we're going to get through them and that we can help each other uh, do that uh, along the way. Thank you for the gift of community. Thank you for the gift of family and friendships where we can check on each other Help us to uh, remain as calm as possible and to remain focused on the words of Christ and to remember that we're all in this boat together and we're going to make it. It's going to be okay. All this we pray in Christ's name. Amen.
1: Well, hello, Woodmont family. My name is Andra. I am usually leading the bridge, but tonight... Uh... I am singing to you from my couch, wanting to share a little bit of music with you in these uh, in these strange days. This feels surreal, doesn't it? It's hard to make sense of it. Um, but I, myself, have been leaning on two things. I know that God is with us. God is with us every step of this weird journey through whatever is coming our way. And, um, and the second thing I know is that God is faithful, that God keeps promises um, and that we are loved. So it's for that reason that I have chosen this old hymn of the church that I wanted to share with you. Feel free to, uh, sing along if you like. Picture, picture all of us less than six feet apart singing together, okay? Here we go. Mm -hmm. everybody. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. We'll be glad to be in touch. Bye-bye.